0: This is the Everyday AI Show, the everyday podcast where we simplify AI and bring its power to your fingertips. Listen daily for practical advice to boost your career, business, and everyday life. How do you actually use ChatGPT? You just run in there, start clicking things. Do you have no clue? or Are you using ChatGPT every day? Regardless of where your skill level is, what you do or do not know about ChatGPT, I hope today's episode is going to be enlightening for you and informing for you, because we're going to do something a little new on the Everyday AI Show. We're going to do a live walkthrough of ChatGPT. So welcome, if it's your first time here, or if you're a returning listener, viewer, Welcome. My name's Jordan Wilson. I'm the host of Everyday AI, and this is your daily live stream, podcast, and free daily newsletter helping all of us keep up with what's going on in the world of AI and how we can use it for our jobs, our career, even our personal life. So shout out to all of you that have been tuning in very consistently. This actually, uh, the idea for this show, um, unfortunately, we had a last minute cancellation. So I was talking with one of our subscribers yesterday and he said, hey, I, I like when you guys just do something live on the show, right? And, and go through the process top to bottom. So that's what today's show is all about. We're going to show you just a dive inside of ChatGPT. So this is, I think, especially great if you maybe know ChatGPT and you use it you know, here and there, but you are not really quite sure of a lot of different things. We're going to do it live. So if you are already joining us, so thank you. Uh Maybrit uh saying effective Chat GPT is so much better than sassy ChatGPT. Looking forward to this one. Maybrit, thanks for joining us. Uh Dr. Muthana saying happy Friday. So if you are here, go ahead. Drop your one biggest ChatGPT question if you're joining us live. Or if you don't have any questions, drop the one most important thing that you've learned while using Chat GPT. Let's make this a fun one. Uh Let's let's just talk together. Let's let's figure out uh, ChatGPT together, y'all. So before we do, let's go into the daily AI news. So first and foremost, uh, reportedly, the New York Times is considering a lawsuit against OpenAI. Uh, so this just kind of broke uh, a couple hours ago. So no big surprise here. Uh, there was uh, inside ChatGPT. It's funny. We're actually going to get to this. They used to have a browse mode. Um, browse with it was called Browse with Bing. But within ChatGPT, you could uh, browse different websites. They had to take it down because they were getting a lot of copyright infringement claims, uh, OpenAI OpenAI was, because their browser was able to sometimes bypass paywalls, such as the New York Times. So that one is going to be important to keep an eye on. All right, next piece of news, Uh, Code Interpreter inside ChatGPT recently smashed some math benchmarks um, and hit a new uh, SOTA record, S-O-T-A. Uh, so if you're a math geek, you probably know that. Don't worry. It's going to be in the newsletter. But Code Interpreter, I think, is a powerful mode inside of ChatGPT. We're going to touch on it briefly today, but it is out there breaking industry benchmarks. So people always say, oh, you know, ChatGPT or, you know, large language models, they, they, they can't perform at the level of a human. Well, it just broke a math benchmark record. All right, last news piece of the day: Meta is now even going after OpenAI here with a free code generating software. Uh, so Meta is preparing. So Meta is, you know, if you don't know, they are the parent company of Facebook and now Instagram, WhatsApp, and just about every other app, right? Uh, so they, uh, Threads, did forgot Threads, right? So uh, Meta is preparing to launch this new software that is going to help developers automatically generate programming code so you can do this uh you can do this already in uh you know ChatGPT and code interpreter um you can do this in bard so uh it's going to be exciting uh to see what meta releases on that front all right but let's get to it let's talk about ChatGPT. all right so we already have a couple people tuning in thank you all Let's sh- shout everyone out here. Who's joining us? Bronwyn, thank you for joining us. Dr. Harvey Castro. Uh Woozy caught caught me yesterday at the A- uh, AI summit. Thanks Woozy. Yeah, great stuff on PPP. Yeah, excited to talk about it. Uh Brian joining us from the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Brian, welcome. Good morning. Uh Cecilia. Good morning. Welcome. Uh Ben, what's up? What's up, Ben? Ben wants to know the one or three plugins that cannot live without. I will definitely get to that, Ben. And actually, Ben, shout out to you because uh, kind of came out with this idea uh, after we chatted. So, um, all right. And then we have, Brian wants to know the uh, effective use of plugin packs. Got you. All right. So we are going to get to a lot of these questions and more. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a basic walkthrough first because I want this to be for everyone. This is, after all, this is everyday AI. Um, so we're going to do a walkthrough top to bottom of ChatGPT. Make sure if you have questions, get them in. I'm going to do my best to, to grab uh, these questions as I see them, which might be a little hard as I'm doing two things, but let's, let's jump right into it. So ChatGPT, as a reminder, there is a free version and there is a paid version. And, and don't worry if you are an avid user of ChatGPT, There's actually so many new things uh, that they've announced in the last like month or so. Even if you're an avid user, I think that you're going to benefit from kind of a walkthrough and we'll, we're going to get to some more uh, advanced things at the end. All right. So something brand new to chat GPT that you may or may not see. When I open a new chat, you are now met with some suggested, uh, suggested prompts. All right. Um, And apologize if you are listening to this on the podcast Don't worry, this is a very visual episode. I'm gonna try my best to describe what's going on. However, this is one of those, check the show notes. We leave show notes in uh, the podcast notes every single day so you can go back here and watch this video. But I'm gonna do my best to explain it. But uh, within ChatGPT, you essentially have a left-side interface and you can always toggle that on and off for a more minimal point of view. And then at any point, you can just click, uh, you can click select a new chat. So now when you uh, click select a new chat, you do have these suggested prompts that you can use right away. All right. But before we even get into that, if you've ever taken our PPP course, I already saw a couple of people shout it out. But yeah, if someone else has that's listening, let me know what you thought of the course just made some improvements. And actually uh, we have one coming up in less than 90 minutes. So if you want access, if you're listening live, uh, click, uh, type in PPP in the comments I'll send you the link. We keep it secret. Uh, it's like Fight Club without the fighting. I like to tell people. So uh, let's let's go over the very basics first because I talk about this in the PPP course. You have to start um, with the right mode, right? And you have to know that. So always look at your settings. So let's start with settings. All right. So again, I'm on the I'm on the paid plan. It's twenty dollars a month. I tell people it's well worth it. Uh, so let's let's start at the very basics. So in your general settings. You can do a light mode, a dark mode, or have it reflect your system. So if you're, you know, I think Mac, you can set like, oh, during the day, I want it to, I want my Mac to be light at night. I want it to be dark. ChatGPT can reflect that. So I have the light theme by default, but I can click it over to the dark theme. And there you go. Not really my cup of tea. What do you guys use? Let me know. Are you using light? Are you using dark? Are you using system? Uh, What are you using? All right. Let's go back into chats. I'm actually gonna uh, switch that back to light a little, little better on my eyes. All right, here's another thing, beta features. This is important. So you uh, if you are a paid user, you need to enable first plugins and or code interpreter. And we're gonna talk about those things here in a minute. Uh, da- data controls. So chat history and training is on by default. This is one of those things always keep in mind. If you're uploading documents into ChatGPT, if you are copying and pasting documents into ChatGPT, Technically, that data is no longer private. It isn't public, but uh, OpenAI uses anything you input to train their models. So again, I try to say this often. Do not put in anything proprietary, sensitive, classified, right? Only put in information. I would say that you are fine with being public. I'm just going to put that there and leave it. All right, a couple things. You can manage share links. We're going to get into that. You can export your data which is something that not a lot of people know or use, which is great. If you use ChatGPT a lot, it's a lot of work to go and copy and paste uh, information if you want it. Uh, The interface, if I'm being honest, the interface in ChatGPT is not very good. Uh, Google Bards interface, their uh, user experience, uh, user interface UI UX is much, much better, much easier. ChatGPT is a little clunky. It can take a while uh, to go find old conversations. So this is a great way you can export your data, Uh, It'll give you a zip file and you can go in there and look at individual chats way, way faster to copy and paste. If you want to delete your account, uh, delete your account or disable two-factor authentication, you can do so in there. All right. That is the basics of our settings. All right. I'm I'm jumping back into the comments. I want to make sure if I see any comments um, that are coming along. to to grab them out. Josh Cavalier. What's up, Josh? Josh is saying code interpreter is an amazing function in chat GPT. Don't sleep on it. Absolutely. People ask me all the time if I use code interpreter. I don't really. I don't. There's a couple things that I really dislike about code interpreter. There are specific things. I'm going to talk about those in a minute. Um, yeah, a lot of people with code interpreter love Andy fair, uh, fairweather saying I use the code interpreter and in ChatGPT pro to add in brand personas as word docs and also tone of voice doc. Yeah, great. There's don't get me wrong. Code interpreter is great for a lot of reasons, except for one, um, Harvey Castro saying uh, great job on the presentation yesterday and PPP, uh, thank you. Appreciate the support always. All right. We have a lot of, a lot of comments coming in, but let's get, um, Let's get right back into ChatGPT. So we went over settings, which is important. Now, when you go for a new chat, again, these prompts come up. These are new, they're helper prompts. It's supposed to, you know, kind of jog your memory, especially for new users, this is great. Um, I would kind of, if I'm being honest, for, I would like to be able to toggle this on and off. I don't need this anymore, but I'll just go ahead and show you uh, what this does. You can just click one of these example prompts. And this one said, create a content calendar for a TikTok account on reviewing real estate listings. So the reason why I don't really like these uh, kind of starter prompts, so to speak, is it automatically shoots the prompt, right? It's, It's, so you can't really personalize it. So this more than anything, these example prompts that they just launched um, not going to say it's, it's a waste, uh, because it's good for people to go in there and click them, but you can't make them personal to you. So, uh, if you think you're missing anything by not using these example prompts, uh, you aren't really. All right. So this brings me up to another good point. Um, the left-hand sidebar is your entire chat history. Okay. So by default, as soon as you um, as soon as one message in a new chat is done, ChatGPT will automatically name it based on the content. So if you're looking right now, you'll see this TikTok one that I just clicked just says new chat because it's still processing. It is literally writing a 30-day TikTok plan, right? That's crazy. This is one thing ChatGPT is great for. Once you give it your own information is to create a content calendar, right? Because coming up with content can be so hard, especially It's especially useful if you give it access to the internet with plugins so it can access your data and more up-to-date information. Because you'll see, well, in this this instance, I already had plugins enabled, but uh, normally anything you get out of ChatGPT, even on the paid plan, the cutoff is going to be September 2021, which is almost two years ago, which is why I don't recommend in most cases you ever use the default mode or in a lot of cases, even Code Interpreter. Here's why. If you're in Code Interpreter and you're going back and forth, yes, it's nice to be able to upload documents and to have ChatGPT uh, be able to interpret that code. However, it's not going to get up-to-date information past September 2021. So unless you're literally only going to be using that chat to in, in, uh, interpret code, um, Even coding has changed a lot since 2021. Um, So OpenAI hasn't actually said a lot on Code Interpreter um, in terms of what access, like does it have access to programming language post 2021? I don't think I've seen that. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, but. All right, so the left side. So you'll see now it automatically named this conversation real estate TikTok tips. Not sure why. uh, Oh, that's because the example prompt was reviewing real estate listings. So I can always change this and people don't, you know, a lot of people don't know. You can click on this little pencil icon here to rename the chat name, uh, which I highly recommend. And I'll tell you why here in a minute. Um, And then you can click that when you're done, click that little uh, confirm button, or you can trash it. So if you don't want that, you can always click the trash and delete it. All right. So let's go ahead and I'm going to show you guys just some real examples of something that you might use ChatGPT for. Um, I want to use this as a, a as a starting point. So, full disclosure, this is going to sound weird. I don't use AI written content a lot. Um, my background: uh, I've been getting paid to write for twenty years. I was a journalist for about seven of those years. Um, I enjoy writing, but one of the things that I that we do use at Everyday AI um, AI content for is for YouTube descriptions. Right. Um, so. Yes, on LinkedIn, if you see me post or if you see me write, that's actually me. But ChatGPT is actually great at writing when you train it to write in your voice. We did a whole episode on that. So this as an example, I used this yesterday um, and I have plugins enabled. We're gonna talk about plugins, but it's extremely important. So you'll see I have a, it's kind of hard to see on on YouTube or uh, on ChatGPT, they make these little icons so small. So I have a, uh YouTube, uh, YouTube plugin enabled, so it can automatically know and understand YouTube videos. It has another summarizing uh, plugin enabled, and then a search plugin. So we use plugin packs. That's something we teach in our PPP course just a little bit, because in plugins you can only have three plugins active. So if you want to use a chat on an ongoing basis, and then you're like, oh, like this example. I would love for this chat to be able to read and understand and summarize YouTube videos. If you already started the chat, you can't go back and re-enable plugins. So plugin packs are extremely important. So in this example that I'm showing you here, um, it can read YouTube videos. So I I will upload a video. I do this for my AI in five. Sometimes I write the descriptions. Sometimes if I'm a little stretched on time, I'll have ChatGPT do it. So I say, here is, you know, write a YouTube description for the video title beautiful slides in 60 second, wonder slide review. Then I also give it the link to the YouTube uh, URL once it's public. And then I, in this chat, I have already trained it. So I've already gone back and forth in the beginning to get that output exactly how I want. Because as an example, you know, I like to have certain hashtags at the end. Uh, I like to, you know, so I, I, I train this over time because I wanted it to talk about everyday AI before it did the entire YouTube description. So this is just one example. I wanted to show you right away uh, ways that you can use plugins and kind of train a chat because uh, as we kind of do this walkthrough through the rest of ChatGPT, that piece is extremely important. Uh, All right, let's jump over. I know we have a couple of comments. Rim, joining us from YouTube. All right, cool. Rim, good afternoon. Uh, All right. Peter. Peter. Hey, this is Jordan, the host of Everyday AI. I've spent more than a thousand hours inside ChatGPT and I'm sharing all of my secrets in our free Prime Prompt Publish ChatGPT course that's only available to loyal listeners like you. Here's what Lindy, who works as an educational consultant, said about the PPP course. I couldn't figure out why I wasn't getting the results from ChatGPT that I needed and wanted. And after taking the PPP course, I now realize that I was not priming correctly. So I will be heading back into ChatGPT right now to practice my priming, prompting, and polishing. Everyone's prompting wrong, and the PPP course fixes that. If you want access, go to podppp.com. Again, that's podppp.com. Sign up for the free course and start putting ChatGPT to work for you. Peter says, I am having plugins not on paid on free. Not sure what that means. I don't think uh, plugins are available on free yet. Uh, Yeah, custom instructions are available on free. We're going to get to that here in a second. Uh, Woozy, what adjectives, uh, what adjective do you see in articles that make you know is GPT written? Good stuff. For me lately, it's been whimsical and dynamic. Um, for me, it's not necessarily adjectives that can help me spot AI written content. It is the overuse of emojis in headlines. <laughs> that's, that's the biggest one. Um, you know, because if, if you tell chat GPT to, you know, write something, you know, more like a human or, you know, write it in an entertaining voice, a lot of times it'll overuse emojis, sometimes putting two before a headline, two after a headline. So a lot of people share this type of content on LinkedIn and you can tell right away when it's very consistent, um, in nature, especially with emojis, that's a dead giveaway. Uh, all right. Cecilia with a question. Are there settings in free chat GPT? Yes, there are settings in free chat GPT. However, uh, when you go in to your settings in chat GPT and you go to beta features, you will just not have these. Uh, but you should still, I believe I've been on paid since the literally the minute it came out. Uh, so I kind of forgot what's on the free account. I'd have to log into my free account to check. Uh, but I believe you do still have data controls. Uh, you do still have general settings, but obviously in beta features, you won't have anything to enable. Great question, Cecilia. Thank you for that. Because yeah, so many people are on uh, ChatGPT uh, free still. Uh, all right, good morning to Dr. Rastafa. Uh, all right, it looks like a lot of people are using the, the light version, uh, same as me. Thanks for letting me know. I was just curious uh, let's, let's keep going. Uh, let's keep going. A couple more things that I wanted to get to today. I can't get to this all in one, you know, 20 ish minute episode, but I wanted to hit a couple new, a couple important points. All right. So we went over the basics of the interface, right? So all of our chats go on the left-hand side. Uh, you can quickly, you know, toggle the, uh, the sidebar, you can click new chat, you can rename chats. Let me show you something else. So I kind of talked about, uh how I don't like the the interface. It can take take a while to find chats. So one thing that not a lot of people do is so uh here's an example of something I was working on is I was training uh ChatGPT to write my voice. Again, I haven't actually used any of this, but uh I did this for uh, I let me tell you what I actually did it for. I'm gonna run a test at some time and I'm gonna write something and say, hey, did I write this or did ChatGPT write it? But anyways If you go up to the top of a chat, and hopefully you can see this again, I'm gonna try to zoom in a little bit. In the upper right hand corner of any chat, this is a new interface item. It used to be kind of hard to find this, but you can click share chat. This is extremely useful. So you can share this with your colleagues. So after you train chats, this is something we actually teach in our pro version of PPP. So again, if you haven't taken the course, it's a free course if you want to just type in uh, PPP but you can copy the link here, right? So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to click on a different chat. All right. And again, so now I'm on the uh, the TikTok real estate chat. In my browser, I'm just going to go ahead and paste that chat in, the one that I copied the chat. It's called Jordan GPT. All I have to do, and anyone that you send this to would see the same thing, but kind of pro tip here. You have to have the same plugins enabled. If you're sharing it with a coworker, or if you have you know, multiple paid accounts for whatever reason, I started this chat with certain plugins. So if you don't have those plugins enabled, it's not going to work correctly. So all you do is you click continue this conversation, give it a second to load, um, and there we go. We're back in it. So here's a recommendation. If you have a lot of chats, and I always teach expert chats, which is using one chat, and going through the PPP method with that chat to turn it into an employee doing one very specific job. But if you do that right, it can be kind of hard to find those different uh, chats. So saving the link, putting it in a spreadsheet is actually a great way to quickly uh, find different chats that you have and not always having to scroll through the uh, scroll through the UI. Uh, Monica, good question, PPP. I've talked so much about that, but I haven't said what it stands for. Uh, that is Prime Prompt Polish. Yes, that is our free course. Hundreds of people have taken it. Um, haven't heard a bad thing. It seems like people like it. Um, all right, a couple more things I wanted to go over in our live chat GPT walkthrough. Again, if you have a question, drop it now as we start to wrap this up. All right, so a couple of things we've talked about. Uh, code interpreter is a different mode. So when you start a new chat, Up here at the top, you can toggle between free. So this is, uh, if you're on the free plan, this is all you're gonna have, which is GPT 3.5. It's very fast. It is faster than GPT 4. However, it's not very good, if I'm being honest, compared to GPT 4. So you can put the same prompt in GPT 3, the same prompt in GPT 4, the default modes, and the GPT 4 is always going to be better, right? So even if you're thinking of writing, which a lot of people use chat GPT 4, I say GPT-3 is a, an eighth grader. Uh, GPT-4 is someone that's getting, been, it's been getting paid to write for 20 years, right? So p- I think a lot of people find a little bit of value in the free version and they're like, oh, why would I ever change? Well, it's just better. The analogy I use is it's, it's a flip phone versus a smartphone. The smartphone is just more powerful. All right, so when you do a new chat, you're gonna choose between GPT-3.5, the free mode, or you can toggle and go to GPT-4. All right, so there's even different modes within GPT-4, okay? So you have your default. So you can click that, which is essentially exactly what you think it is. It means that there's nothing else enabled, no plugins, no code interpreter. All right, you can go to code interpreter. Now you'll see, hopefully, and I'll explain it, but one little thing, one little interface thing change. So code interpreter is the only mode in all of chat gpt Free or paid, that you can upload a file directly. So you can upload a file in Code interpreter. that's kind of what it's for. So a lot of people can use it for coding. So you know you can put a Python file in there, you can put an image, uh, you can put a video, you can put just about any file, and you can do amazing things with Code interpreter. I don't even have enough time, but think of Code interpreter as exactly that, a mode that is trained specifically to interpret and write. Code and troubleshoot and debug code. So, a lot of you all said you like Code Interpreter. So, why don't I use it? Because it is not connected to the internet, right? So, if you're working inside Code Interpreter and you're going back and forth, what if you wanted to troubleshoot actual code on a web page? Yes, you can manually go in, copy and paste it, and go back and forth. I did this the other day. I had a very small a CSS, JavaScript, HTML issue I was having on a client website, I could have gone inside Code Interpreter and gone back and forth, but I would have had to manually debug it and update that new code. If you use GPT-4 with plugins and you enable a web scraper, yes, this is getting a little specific, but you can do a lot of the basics of, of coding still with a plugin enabled that gives you access to the internet. So I'm not a huge fan of using default modes that don't have access to the internet because number one, you're going to get a lot of outdated information only from September, 2021. And then if you want to do more things with whatever chat that you are using, you can't, you are limited. So a lot of times, if I want to do some code work, And we'll have a plugin enabled that gives me access to the internet, but then also one that allows me to work with spreadsheets, right? To read and write from spreadsheets, because that's a lot of what coding is. And then you can do it live and it saves you time, right? To be able to grab from a live Google Sheet as an example and write to a document at the same time. It's just a little faster for me than a code interpreter. All right. A couple, couple questions. Thank you for these. Uh, Monica asking, we, uh, you mentioned we should rename our chats and you were gonna explain why that's advantageous, yes. Um, so renaming the chats is important because by default, chat GPT will name them for you, which you don't like. So as an example, um, normally I would do this, uh, but I didn't even rename this chat, which is good. So thank you, Monica. So uh, this one here, this was my Jordan GPT. So what I should be doing by labeling the chats so you know what plugins. So I would normally put plugin PL, uh, a little colon, and then I would say web, PDF, oh, I'm gonna run out of space here. So I'm I'm actually just gonna say uh, JGPT4. So a lot of this is, is your own internal naming mechanisms. So in this example, I know that this chat has been trained to write like me on GPT4. It has plugins, so that's my PL. W, it has web access. Um, i to put VX because I know the name of this plugin, Script, which is an amazing plugin. And then I have a YouTube sum, uh, summary plugin. And why this is important is now I know the more and more you use ChatGPT, the harder I think the interface gets. I hope OpenAI uh, improves that or allows you in the future to add more than three plugins. But that's the biggest reason that you should be naming your chats accordingly. So now I can look at this chat. In my sidebar and know exactly what it is and know, okay, in this chat, I have plugins enabled. I have a web access plugin, box script plugin, which I love, and then a YouTube plugin. So thank you for that question. Great question. Um all right, couple other questions here. And I'm and we're gonna wrap this up. I know this is going on a little long. Uh, yes, take the course, uh, Peter. Peter, another question here. Is your course, Jordan? start live in an hour yes it does start live in one exactly one hour from from right now um ben saying uh that he personally finds it helpful to rename the chat so he knows how i trained it exactly that's a great yeah thank you thank you for bringing that question up i did talk about that in the beginning i probably would have forgotten all right couple Last things to wrap up here. And again, this is live. We've been all over the place. Um, I hope that even if you're new, you found this helpful. Uh, If you've been using ChatGPT for a while, I hope you find this helpful. So, the last thing I'm going to talk about a setting in here that a lot of people love is called custom instructions. So, this is new. All right. I tried this out. I don't like it for a lot of reasons. Here's the biggest reason. So custom instructions is, if you are constantly, when you start a new chat, having to kind of train ChatGPT to either talk in your voice or to give it certain directions that you want it to follow, this is what custom instructions is. Essentially, and this is, don't get me wrong, it's actually a great feature, it's just not it for me. So versus having to constantly tell ChatGPT in a new uh, chat, you know, to give it the same information over and over or to kind of train it back and forth, a lot of people will use custom instructions. However, here's what I don't like. You can't really selectively toggle it on and off easily. So when you enable it, it is enabled for all new chats by default. So a lot of times, you're not gonna wanna use those custom instructions for every single thing. Uh, If there was an easier way, uh, which again, I'm actually gonna try this live, because uh, I haven't even played with custom instructions in uh, in probably almost a week, right? Uh, but yeah, it doesn't look like there's a way to uh, toggle it off by default. If there was, when you start a new chat, if there was an area right here where I could toggle custom instructions off, I would keep it on because there are benefits. But the way I use ChatGBT, I use it for so many aspects of my daily life um, you know, everyday AI, I use it for everything. So I don't want those custom instructions, which are very specific and very powerful. Don't get me wrong, but I don't want them enabled for every single chat because then sometimes you might forget they're on. And then you start working in a chat and you're like, why am I getting this content? That is not really what I want. Oh, it's because custom instructions is on by default and you started in this chat. Then you have to start all over. You have to, uh, kind of click it off. Here's, here's the thing. Anything you can do in custom instructions, you can just literally save a prompt, a copy and paste prompt with something very similar to these custom instructions. So then you don't have to worry about it. Hey, is it on or off? And hey, I don't want it on during this uh, certain chat. All right, we made it, I think to the end, almost one other quick thing. No chat GBT walkthrough is complete without a very quick talk on plugins. So I think we hit everything else. We hit the default mode. We hit plugins. Uh, we hit custom instructions, our settings, everything else. Plugins. One thing I wanted to go over is how to enable plugins. I love plugins and plugin packs. We had a, a question on that. What are my favorite plugins? I love browser op. Um, it's, I tested uh, 18 different web-enabled uh, plugins. I, that's not a joke, guys. I literally tested them all to see what they're capable of. Uh, browser op is one of the most flexible. Uh, so that's one of my favorites. I love box script. I love this YouTube summaries, uh, plugin from, uh, I think this is from eight Those are some of my favorites. Uh, if you ever see this, uh, a plugin here that has a red shield, it doesn't mean it's broken. It just means it's not verified, but it'll still work. You will see, okay, here's one that the thumbnail is not working. Uh, this hasn't been verified, but in my in, in my experience, whenever that happens, especially if it's a not verified plugin and the little thumbnail image preview isn't working, a lot of times it means that plugin is having problems and it's not working correctly. Uh, however, something real quick to do on plugins. Uh, it, again, you can only have three active at any time. You can scroll down to the bottom and go to the plugin store. All right, and then from the plugin store, you can search for anything. So, as an example, let's say you want a PDF plugin. You can search and install, individually install these plugins. So the plugin store is growing by the day. I think last count, it's now at more than a thousand. Uh, When it first came out, there was only like 50 or 60. Uh, So plugins are great. You you install them with one click. A lot of times a plugin will require you have a third party uh, account. Uh, As an example, uh, Zapier, right? Which I have installed, usually it's on the front page here, but it's not today. Um, so Zapier is a fantastic plugin. I am going to do a dedicated show on this, but as an example, a lot of plugins require you have a third party account. So you can't just click install Zapier and start using Zapier because obviously you need an account and you need to have those services already connected inside Zapier. Uh, so that is a quick overview of plugins. Again, you can only have three enabled. You have to individually install them. And when you start a chat, you can't go back and forth. You can't add one delete one, or modify. That was a lot, guys. That was a lot. Uh, Don't worry if you didn't catch everything, all right? There's going to be more in our daily newsletter. So please go ahead. Go to youreverydayai.com. It's right there. We spend so much time on our daily newsletter Making it as helpful as possible for people. So, whether you're an avid live stream listener, you're gonna wanna jump in and, and get the uh, get the newsletter. We break down the podcast every day into actionable tips. So, if you didn't catch something, we literally break it all down, and we give more on the talk that we talk about every day, as well as we break down the latest in AI news, uh, kind of random finds from across the internet related to AI. Uh, we go over some some new software. Everyday we have an AI in 5 tutorial. There's so much value in the newsletter. So, if you don't have it already, go to your Sign up for that free daily newsletter. Uh yes, Woozy, we will do the Zapier plugin episode very soon. Uh Peter says he's excited. I am as well. Um thank you all. This was a long one. So, I hope to see you. We won't see you tomorrow. Happy Friday, but we'll see you back again very soon for another episode of Everyday AI. Thanks, y'all. And that's a wrap for today's edition of Everyday AI. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a rating. It helps keep us going. For a little more AI magic, visit youreverydayai.com and sign up to our daily newsletter so you don't get left behind. Go break some barriers and we'll see you next time.